have the exact right number of lights and candles and things. <laughs> Otherwise, the whole project goes right down the toy toy. <laughs> the toy toy? Toy toy. <laughs> <sighs> That's what happens, Diane. It's 8.10 a.m. Saturday, March the 28th, 2020. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. Now, Diane. Yes, Bill. Why weren't we here last week? What did we do? Oh, we went shopping. We went shopping, which was no small feat. It was no small feat, and we realized that Usually we go shopping on Sunday, but we had run out of food early. Yeah. Yeah. So, shopping. And PCC, where we shop for part of our grocery list. Yes. They had a uh, a they special a senior hour. Senior hour, and people with vulnerable immune systems could come during this hour, and it is so strange. To, to think about how everything changed so quickly in a couple of months, you know, or yeah. a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, really. A few weeks, I would say. Yeah. There was a sense of panic in the store, I thought. Yeah, it, was, it was muffled. Controlled, people, controlled people, yeah, panic. People were, were uh, courteous and stuff like that, but only as much as was necessary. <laughs> Well, I think everybody was afraid to yeah. even talk or yeah. breathe. Everybody, or... everybody was just a little scared. It wasn't like yeah. everybody was angry or, no. you know, saying, get out of my way. But there were far more people than I've ever seen on a morning in PCC. True. Because we usually we usually shop early. And, yeah, but uh, not that early. Not 7 a.m. Not you, 7 o'clock, but usually around. No, about 8, I think. We usually go on uh, Sundays. But, Wow. It was everybody's everybody's learning a completely new lifestyle now. Yeah. Everything is different, and it's really interesting how people are adapting to it. I would uh, like to to give a shout out to PCC for the way that they've handled the yeah, shopping actually, experience. They're actually doing home delivery now. Yeah. Oh, they always had. Oh. You always could have done that. I we see. just never have. Yeah. But what I wanted to say about the PCC mode of what they were doing is that they actually. They were selling toilet paper, but just by roll, just a roll, and you were limited to two. So you could get some toilet paper, which was pretty amazing. Same thing with canned goods. They had canned goods. They didn't have a limit on it, but they they actually were reducing the price rather than increasing the price. Right. And I thought, wow, this is a... It just made and me... And they're, they're also paying their employees more money during yeah. this time, too, per, per hour. They're paying them more per hour because of the increased risk, which is, you know, it's a hard thing to kind of compute in your head and make it make sense, but it's still, uh, you know, something that they didn't have to do. That's exactly right. You know? So I like the way people are going above and beyond with stuff. Me, too. And I've also, as uh, someone who's a performing songwriter, I've realized that, you know, Technology is a winner in this situation. Oh, wow. And, uh, the yeah. number of people uh, that are doing music online now, it's like everybody is now becoming their own little TV station, you know, doing live broadcasts, you know. I mean, I've got, there's a, a poet guy I know, Chris Chandler, who's doing a daily, like, five-minute video cast where he reads some poetry and kind of just checks in, sees how mm -hmm. everybody's doing, signs off again. I just think that that kind of, 
community building, staying connected. Yeah, these people still need to make a living because a lot of uh, musicians who are at my level and above, you know, but still, you know, fairly low-level people are not getting rich. The, raise, the way they make their money is by touring. That's right. And uh, they're not able to now. So, But there's a, a wealth of them who are pursuing it in another way. If you love this music, then support it in, in these new ways, in the same way that you supported it when you would go and see the people play live and, and stuff like that. It's a... Well, I, I don't think it'll ever replace the live experience no. when we are able to do it again. Of course not. Just like but having Zoom calls with your family does not replace, you know, getting together. Exactly. And being able to hug and stuff like that, you know. So, But it's, it's nice to see that people are being constructive in ways of remaining in touch uh, through whatever means uh, are available. And there are more means available now than if this had happened back in the, you know, when we were kids. I you know? agree, man. I didn't even know. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to think about how technology has allowed a lot of things to happen that could not have happened before. Right. Right. I've been in awe at people's creativity during this time and rapid creativity on all fronts. Well, the, we live in a rapid world of, uh, of you know, things are, you have to be able to react quickly. Yeah, you know? exactly. one, of the, one of the ways that being a geezer doesn't really serve you. I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. Is that uh, quickly to me means, you know, within a couple of weeks. Ah, ham and eggs. Whereas quickly for a young person means within a couple of hours. It's fascinating, too, to me that my, my work has not seemed to even have any sort of a trip up uh, because I, I'm just a part of a chain of, of working people, you yeah. know, that it starts here, I'm part in the middle, and there, it keeps on going, and, and nothing has stopped the chain from flowing even when people were all of a sudden saying you have to telework, and that was well, kind of an amazing thing to You're me. in a pretty lucky situation in oh, that the, your job is on the cutting edge, not only of the technology, but of the per pursuit of defense against the virus and all this kind of, you know, uh, I would say yours is an essential uh, occupation simply because it's the university is kind of on the cutting edge of of testing and treating and uh, coming out with information that people can trust. And uh, they're also, because they're an educational institution, they're all about operating under crisis situations. They're more prepared because they're a government agency than, than others might be. I don't know that I mentioned it before on some other show. I don't remember how many shows we've done around Are this Are you doing a different virus. podcast, Diane? No. Are you on a... Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. Are you being featured? There's a <laughs> no, contractual... I mean... We have a contract. <laughs> you boy. I mean... Uh, That's good coffee. One I don't know. There, have oh, we pardon. done any virus shows? Uh, <laughs> but but I, I do feel like working at the university has been such a source of pride for me through this whole situation, both from the standpoint of the University of Washington was on the forefront of creating tests, even though it was kind of a risky thing to do so. Yeah. And uh, I think many people have heard that story. It was even in the New York Times, you yeah. know. But also, our the president of our university is an incredible woman. She is just 
I am so proud of her as our president because she is not only directive and making executive decisions that are the right thing for the university, but also she's compassionate and kind and it just radiates through every email that she has sent during this time. It makes you feel safe to have that kind of leadership. And uh, I've felt very fortunate. I've also felt fortunate that my supervisor immediately said, Diane, you're in the high risk group. So I've been uh, teleworking for three weeks, right? About three weeks, at least two. And, and prior to that, part of a week, I think. So I feel very fortunate to have had the job that I have and to work where I work. But you were right, because a lot of this, we are making sure everybody's getting paid. All right. those those uh, doctors are getting paid for what they're doing during this time. So it is, it really makes you aware of how much of an organism we all are. Right, and how interconnected we are, whether we like to think we're all you know, independent, you know, free agent type people, you know, but it's just not true because the way our society is structured, you can't really survive without other people. You can't really be in competition with people that you need. Yeah, that's you right. Know. It's kind of like when I was living up in the Meadow, if you got stuck in the ditch and when it was snowy out, the neighbor you liked the least would probably be the first one to stop and help you. Yeah. And he would do it because he knows that if he's in that situation, you'll he'll want you to stop for him. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's a place, it's a time where democracy really, you know, is about fixing the things that affect all of us. And the ideas and the differences of opinions we have, different ideas and, uh, about other things, don't enter into it. It's not part of it. Being in a free society means we're all entitled to our own ideas. But we come together to solve problems that affect all of us. And that's two separate things. That's right. You know, and I think this is a good reminder of how we act as one for a problem that is common to all of us. Well, things like global warming and educating our kids and, and providing health care to everyone who needs it, those are problems that affect all of us. So why we can't lay our ideas aside and work on these problems more uh, all the time, I think is kind of being framed in an interesting way by this particular circumstance. So I think as a society, we're evolving because of this is a like an evolutionary shot of steroids or something. Yeah. We hope. We hope. I can't, can't see how it could not be. Uh, but, you know, judging from what I've seen in the past, we may figure out a way to ignore what we, <laughs> the <laughs> lessons that are in front of us right now. You know, we may find a way to do that in the future, but I hope not. Well, I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah. But there is that quality to it uh, that's, there's a quality to it that's very panic-oriented, and I dip in and out of it hourly. Um, but there's also a quality of it that is unifying and evolutionary and revolutionary in, in, its, uh, in what it is pointing out, the fact that we're all completely interconnected, whether we like it or not. So why not like it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and act from, that, from the side of liking it because there's always going to be things we don't like about each other. That's, in a democracy, that's what you leave at home, and you work on what you can. Uh, sorry. 
What are you sorry for? Well, I, I love I what you said. I, you know, I didn't. I don't mean to go political on it, but but it's it's it seems like, you know, it's like what happened to the presidential election. When was the last time that was a topic? Yeah, really. You know, it's it's like this all this partisan fighting that we have been doing, uh, for decades, and that has been kind of ratcheting upward. My my version of global warming has been the rhetoric between human beings and how that has gotten hotter in my lifetime. I think that's the biggest threat to the environment, and if we can't we can't fix the planet before we fix the weather between us, and you know this is kind of a one of those things that just kind of levels the playing field, you know, yeah. and uh, it's weird. I think it's still early days. It's still early days. I think so too. And I think it probably the best stance to have in terms of maintaining your sense of. Uh, presence, your sense of contentment through this, is to think of it as early days and work on being at peace with that and work on being chill rather than freaking out. It's a great uh, chance for uh, practicing mindfulness and things like that. You know, I, I've read more news about this than is probably healthy, but... Um, <laughs> I'm sure we all have. But at the same time, I've really learned a lot from the articles. I, there, I, I've been very interested in the articles from the people who have actually experienced this and the way that they, uh, they illustrate what having a, a severe illness like that does to your thinking about everything. Like today I was reading about this man who was saying, that when you're ill, seriously ill, it just wipes out your sense of self, who you are, you know, because you can't help your kids, you can't help anybody. You are in this vulnerable state yourself. And uh, so I've been really interested in reading all sorts of points of view about this issue, the points of view we have uh, at the university because I'm in the School of Medicine, uh, I get these School of Medicine emails right. uh, that go out to people who are on the front lines too. You know, we are not on the front lines right. in that way. And they have a 55-word challenge to people to just represent what they're feeling in 55 words. And I was reading the experiences of the nurses and doctors Man, it made me cry. Even thinking about it makes me cry. Because these are these compassionate people. And they were worried that through their protective masks and all this stuff that, that the person would never get to feel a human touch or see a smile or know what they were trying to do because they want to have that person feel warm and and loved and they don't feel like they can show it and they also talked about their fears of getting it themselves their fears for their family and so i don't know it's a it's a great time to learn from other people's experiences right now I mean, I feel like our experience is, is so strange. I was telling you that I felt like like it's like there's a war going on and that you're in <laughs> not in a place where it's happening. 
I still remember my father, uh, one of his stories that I remember from World War II is he said it was so strange because he was in the South Pacific. And when they would send you on leave, they'd send you to the opposite end of an island. And he said it was so, it was so weird in his head to realize that they were having fun and playing on the sands and everything, and that the other side of an island, this war war was raging. And that's kind of what I've been feeling about our circumstances. I mean, I don't even want to complain one iota about what is going on for me, because we are the most fortunate of all the the states of being that you can be in right now. So... Let's play some music. Well, I I have been kind of in my head during this whole week thinking about Kat's song, The Cyclone Line. Right. It's a good one. And the reason why it keeps going through my mind is the line that says, um, just like that, everybody knows Buster Flat. Yeah, definitely applies to our current situation. But on the more hopeful end, <laughs> I also uh, watched a wonderful concert by Tracy Grammer and Joe Henry. Joe Henry. I was so thrilled that somebody posted that so I was able to see it because Tracy Grammer and Dave Carter. Definitely uh, music heroes of ours. Music heroes of ours. And while we were watching it, it was a live concert. And there were comments that you would be seeing flashing by. And there was this one person who kept writing, Gentle Arms of Eden, Gentle Arms of Eden, Gentle Arms of Eden, over and over and over. And I thought it was so funny because they ended the concert with that. And I'm sure they always intended to end the concert with that. But I definitely know that that is a a hopeful song. So, got a little music for you. Two of the songs we've been thinking about this week. When the big storms blow You can't always see them coming And so You gotta watch your neighbor's back It could come slow or like a freight train running And it might not be a drill next time You make your call on the cyclone line And the sky goes black And the sun is a crumbling cinder And just like that Everything you own is busted flat Or it's twisted into splinters Without a clue, without a sign So we've got the cyclone line So crank up that old telephone And send the news on down Run it through the countryside And on into the town And say there's a storm coming There's a storm coming If you're not prepared 
Not long ago We lived by sun and candlelight The news moved slow No faster than our feet Now every home Could be bright as noon at midnight And we're hooked up to the party line We've come to call the cyclone line Now the sky goes black With the weight of several counties And just like that Well, everyone you know is busted flat Or they count themselves damn lucky To be out of town If it's just in time Everyone's on the cyclone line God can tell us if we'll live another day All the folks are asking him But all he'll ever say is There's a storm coming There's a storm coming By the time you make a change There could be no one left to blame Without a warning coming home One Sunday from the church And every soul Who saw that sweet spring morning Would be breathing rough Running blind And shouting down the cyclone line You could say was not the end of days, but either way, it was just some devil talking when a day that started clear and fine ended on the cyclone line. So tell those men in Washington our land will be dropping by. Throw your windows open wide and look up at the sky and you'll see the storm coming. The storm coming. You better start to care. Everybody's running scared to see the storm coming. There's a storm coming. On a sleepy, endless ocean, when the world lay in a dream, there was rhythm in the splash and roll, but not a voice to sing. So the moon fell on the breakers, and the morning warmed the waves, till a single sail did jump and hum for joy, as though to say, This is my home, this is my only home. 
This is the only sacred ground that I've ever known Should I stray in the dark night alone Rock me goddess in the gentle arms of Eden Then the day shone bright and rounder Till the one turned into two And the two into ten thousand things And old things into new and on some virgin beachhead one lonesome critter crawled And he looked about and shouted out in his most astonished drawl This is my home, this is my only home This is the only sacred ground that I've ever known Should I stray in the dark night alone Rock me goddess in the gentle arms of Eden was carpet green and the wary children of the woods went dancing in between and the people sang rejoicing when the fields were glad with grain this song a celebration from their cities on the plain this is my home this is my only home this is the only sacred ground i've ever known should i stray in the dark night alone rock me goddess in the gentle arms of Eden Now there's smoke across the harbor and there's factories on the shore and the world is ill with greed and will and enterprise of war But I will lay my burdens in the cradle of your grace and the shining beaches of your love and the sea of your embrace This is my home This is my only home the only sacred ground that I've ever known Should I stray in the dark night alone Rock me goddess in the gentle arms of Eden Rock me goddess in the gentle arms of Eden 